Hi, welcome to Mimi. I'm Mel. I created Mimi as a safe space for creativity, a place for creatives to come together, get inspired, and find help through accessible coaching, free resources, and fun workshops and masterclasses on everything from branding, surface design, illustration, and more. The Mimi podcast is basically a really good excuse for me to chat with amazing people, from illustrators and designers to photographers, makers, and more. In today's episode, I have a lovely chat with Kate Mears, a surf and fashion photographer originally from the Mornington Peninsula in Australia. If you love surf imagery, you will have seen Kate's photographs for WSL, Roxy, Billabong, or again Lululemon. In this chat, we talk about a journey to becoming a surf photographer and what a lifestyle truly looks like these days. We chat about experiences shooting female surf icons on and off the water, what a favorite shooting memory is, and how she feels about traveling around the world for a job. We also talked about some of the struggles that came along the way and what her goals and dreams are for the coming years. If this chat doesn't make you want to be a surf photographer, I don't know what would. Enjoy! Hello! Hi! How are you? Hi! I'm excited to talk to you. I know! I'm very excited about this. (laughs) Oh, I love your accent. It's so nice. It's just so sunny. (laughs) It's not sunny, though, at the moment. Dark. It's actually raining outside, but... Oh, no. uh, I guess it's the beginning of your winter now, right? Or, like, it's autumn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming into it now. Yeah, we're, like, completely reversed. Well, we need to do that thing where we each move, you know, so you can come back on this side when it's winter on your side, and then we come down for, you know, for all winter. That's, I'm chasing a summer. That's that's my goal in life. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because it's so funny. We, my partner and I, we lived in South Africa for six months a few years ago, and we went obviously for their summer for all winter. So we ended up having three summers in a row, and that was oh the best time of my life. <laughs> Just you know, <laughs> that's epic. Yeah, I'm always chasing good weather. So I want to start at the very beginning first and talk yeah. about your bringing because it sounds very dreamy to me. So you were born, I don't know if you were born, but you were raised on the Mornington Peninsula and I had to go and look at a map where that was. Uh, But it's (laughs) actually just near Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, it's an hour south of Melbourne. I was born in Melbourne. My parents are from Melbourne and then they made the sea change with me when I was like three years old and we moved down to the Mornington Peninsula. And yeah, it was a good, great childhood. So many nice memories and just growing up on the beach and mum would just take us to the beach every day after school. And yeah, it's changed so much now, but like back then it was still like a little seaside town. Now it's kind of another suburb of Melbourne pretty much, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it was still kind of quiet and dreamy, but yeah, very fond memories of growing up there. So you were surfing a lot early on. I probably didn't surf till I was like 12 or 13, but my dad always has surfed and then he would just take us, me and my younger brother out. I don't know, we'd always go to like beachside towns for our holidays. So, you know, it was always coming up to Byron or Kingscliff or whatever. And yeah, so I was kind of like trying to surf on my holidays. Um, It was a very beach orientated childhood, I guess. I don't really know much anything else than that. (laughs) Yeah, you've just, I feel like if you're raised into that, there's no way you're going to then go and live in a city and be away from the sea or something. Yeah, it was like, because when I, I went to uni in Melbourne, but I was like, I'm not 
I can't live in the city. So I had to like commute up and down. So I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> are you in Byron now? Where are you? Yeah. yeah. So I'm in Cavarita Beach, which is like an, half an hour north of Byron. But yeah, I moved to Byron about five years ago, just turned 30. So I moved there when I was 25, packed my car and, and my brother helped me drive up. And um, yeah, I didn't really look back. <laughs> but I'd always felt a really special connection to the place because I'd come here on holidays when I was a kid so I just remember like always dreaming of it being like that's where I want to be you know yeah so I so I made that happen a couple years ago I feel like I'm a bit jealous because my dream place is California and being so I'm French but I live in the UK and when I moved here it was quite easy before Brexit so you could just come and you know do your thing but I always wanted to go to California and it's so hard moving you know moving to the US is like another level but I'm jealous that your dream place was not that far from where you are you know you were just you're Australian so I you know, could go yeah. there yeah it, I think at the time it was just like 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 I love Melbourne I love Victoria but it was just too cold for what I was wanting to do and there were a lot more women surfing up up my up this way so I was just like I have to do this I kind of liken it to you know how if you're an actor and you move to Hollywood it was like all right I'm gonna place myself in the best possible area for you know my business and stuff to thrive so yeah, I think it was a good move because I still love living up here so yeah it's good. so it's so interesting when I was reading about you because so you've always been into surfing and you've always wanted to be around like top surfers and even before we start talking about your like journey and your career it's like have you ever wanted to be a top surfer yourself oh no I it's funny like I, that was never never on my radar. I mean, yeah, I guess I just surf because it's fun and, and I love it. It was never something that I was like, oh, maybe I could do that professionally. But I did swim as a kid. Like that was my kind of competitive sport, I guess. I was training a few times a week and I'd compete at competition. So that it has actually given me, you know, the basis that I need to shoot surfing in the water. So I've just naturally always been like, yep, I'm a swimmer so I can go and do that you know so it's, it's actually like in hindsight it's that was all just gearing me up for what I'm doing now I think even though I didn't know it at the time but yeah <laughs> yeah you got to be really confident in the water to shoot in the water I mean depends yeah. on the conditions I guess but some conditions you want to yeah yeah be a good swimmer yeah you definitely need that like basis especially here like it can be changing and and rips and currents everywhere so yeah, it gives me that, it does, it gives me like a base level confidence and I'm like, all right, I can swim. I'm not going to go out too far here and <laughs> I don't need to think about that part too much when I'm shooting. But So you studied sports and science or sports science, but then you didn't like that and then you thought, no. okay, I'm going to do photography instead and yeah. you always wanted to shoot surfing. And so I'm just really curious to hear about that switch from being like, oh, I don't like sports science. I'm just want, I want to study photography. Did you always like photography growing up? Yeah, I, I've always been into sport. Like that was such a big part of my teenage years and school and even as a kid and so I think when I was like in year 11 and 12 I was like all right I think I need to do something with sport still centered around a lifestyle but I didn't really know exactly what that was so the natural thing for me to do was like follow the sport path because that felt good and then yeah I got into it it was a double degree in sports science and sports management. Went off to that like first couple of months and I was like, oh, this just feels off. Like <laughs> I do not 
like this very much. But I, it was kind of hard to come to that realisation because, you know, in my head I'm like, I'm going to do a couple of years of uni and I'm going to, I can't change my career path. I've only just started kind of thing. So I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. I like sport, but I don't know about this. And then my mind just kept getting drawn to photography and, you know, I wanted to study I wanted to go to uni and have all that experience. I was like, all right, how can I study photography? So I just kept looking up this course, which was at RMIT in Melbourne, Sydney. And I just kept getting drawn to that. And I remember telling my mum and she was like, you got to do what you're drawn to. So she was like, go for it. And then, yeah, my dad was also super supportive too. He was just like, just make sure you can get a job at the end of it. And I was like, I'll be right, dad. So about halfway through that year, I finished the whole year, but then, I started just building up this folio out of nothing. Like I was shooting my brother skateboarding and my friends down the beach and just like pretty much pulled something out of nothing. And then, yeah, applied for RMIT and I got in. And, yeah, that was a the first six months to, to a year of that course was like such an eye-opener because I barely knew how to use a camera. Like I just steal mum's camera and shoot some random surfing photos here and there when we were on holidays but yeah I like rocked up to my first day and everyone was like really nerdy with cameras and I was like I don't know I don't even know what an aperture is but I just like to take photos (laughs) so yeah I was drawn to it and I think I was drawn to the lifestyle and I was like maybe I can be a photographer it's weird I actually haven't thought about this in a while but I I think it it just naturally came to me I don't remember like a huge decision making. It was just like very flowing and easy. And I just felt called down that path. So I was like, I've got to do this. <laughs> Did you have examples around you of people who were shooting in the water? Not really. Like not down where I grew up, but, you know, I was obsessed with magazines and I look back on my you know I did an art subject in year 11 and 12 in my high school and I look back on all those photos and it was like literally what I'm doing right now like all my inspiration is like Roxy stuff and surf stuff and Byron it wasn't clicking in my head but it took you know going down another path to be like hang on this is not. So it's like if you could oversee it, if someone was overseeing it, they'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what you were meant to be doing. But, you know, I just took a little bit to, not very long to get there, but a little bit. But yeah, it was, I guess once I did start photography and and taking photos at uni and learning kind of that side of it, then it all started to really flow. And I think I read you said it wasn't about the degree because you don't really need that to have a successful Mm. career. It's more about the skill set and like, yeah, learning all these other bits. Yeah, I think I was pretty like set on having, I wanted that uni experience. It wasn't necessarily like what I was studying. I guess it was now, but I did, you know, I wasn't going to go and have a gap year which is kind of funny because now I love traveling, but I was like, I want to study something and and learn and have that experience. So yeah, uni was great for that aspect. And now I'm like, you don't need a degree to be a photographer. Like I've always kind of pushed that message. And at uni, it was, I was the only one coming up from the beach. A lot of the people there were all from the city and I was kind of the only one shooting in the water as well. I just like picked up a uh, underwater housing and, and taught myself almost and yeah so I was kind of I felt a bit alone in that but I could see the photo the water photography movement like happening it was just I was like I just got to get through uni and learn these skills and then I can kind of go off and do my thing I think that was my mindset yeah, yeah. so how did you go from from then studying photography and getting better at it and understanding it to getting your first proper commission 
So when did I go? I graduated 20, end of 13 or 14, 2014, something like that. I think it was 2014. And that was when our little friend Instagram was popping off. It was just starting and like, so I just take some photos and put them on Instagram and for some reason I was just like I love the idea of Instagram so I was just on it a lot and posting and commenting and just like you know exploring discovering people and I guess people were exploring and discovering what I had to offer as well so that was like my followers would build and build and I was like what is happening <laughs> my friends being like what what is going on you know I'm like I don't know but something's happening there's a bit of movement and my last year of uni we had to choose a subject and kind of run with it for the year. So I just chose like women surfing. That's what I wanted to shoot. And uh, I think I went to Bali in the middle of that year and just shot some girls and kind of just was building up a bit of a folio. And and then I had a body of work at the end to present to uni. It was called Washed Elegance. And then I turned that into my first coffee table book. It's pretty funny when you look back, I'm like, wow, I probably would have done it a little bit differently, but like naivety is a great thing. And, you know, when you've saved up a bit of money, I was like, cool, I'm going to spend it all on this book that I'm going to sell. Um, I didn't even get a sample. I remember like just doing it all myself, compiling it all myself and ordering it. And this big truck rocked up at my mom's house and we didn't even have anywhere to store it. I was like, yeah, this is my book. I'm selling it on my website. <laughs> So yeah, it was all just, I don't know, it all just kind of went, but I, it felt right. And I knew that I was on the right path because I wasn't thinking about doing anything else at that time. It was a blur those first few years, basically, but it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. So do you reckon Instagram made it that you started getting spotted by like Roxy and like all the other brands you work with? Yeah, I finished uni. I actually went and lived in Bali for a year and I just like would contact models and brands and stuff through Instagram and I think that was just it was seriously when brands were building and everyone was like growing I don't know it was all just taking off and I would meet and met the right people at the right time as well and when I was 22 I got offered a the Roxy Girls were coming to Bali and a friend of a friend hooked me up with the marketing manager and they were like do you want to shoot the girls and I was like um yes this is my absolute dream (laughs) sure that sounds fun so yeah I did that and then I just like did a couple more jobs for them early on and then you know I've still got a great relationship with them now like eight years later so it was definitely a, a little bit of like everything hard work luck being in the right place at the right time and just yeah I definitely look back and go I was definitely where I was meant to be you know yeah so take me back to that first shoot meeting what was Stephanie there like Kilia go my idols I'm just saying <laughs> I'm really jealous but yeah take me back to how you felt for that first shoot yeah. well I was had to ride my little motorbike from like one end of Bali to the other to actually meet the girl so that was terrifying I was like Wah. Um, and yeah, Steph was not sponsored by Roxy then, so she wasn't there, but Kalia, um, and Monica and Bruna were all there and yeah, it was really cool. Like I was very nervous, but then it all kind of flowed. We went out for a surf and I just kind of shot them and I was like, well, this is, this is really cool. Like looking back, I guess it was 
I was so nervous, but at the end, there was a little voice inside me being like, no, you, you're meant to be here. You deserve this kind of thing. So it was very special. And the girls were so lovely. And that was a dream come true at that moment. I was like, I could retire tomorrow and be really happy. <laughs> Did you surf with them then? Um, I don't know if I got to, got to actually surf with them, but I was shooting them. Like we'd go surf, shoot them in the water. Then when, you know, shoot a few little fun outfits around the hotel and stuff. And I spent about a week with them on that first one. My mind was blown. And then I... I was like, I want to do more of this. <laughs> Get me on the next job. <laughs> I liked also that you've mentioned wanting to show the elegance and, you know, the femininity in surfing. And I was thinking since, I mean, your work and loads of other surf photographers and also the way surfing has evolved with a lot more longboarding, I feel like, I don't know, whenever I look at Kelia surfing, it's so strong and feminine. And did you feel like the sport was changing as well? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I guess where I grew up, there wasn't, many girls surfing at all or we were all on shortboards like I grew up surfing a shortboard I didn't have that much fun actually like surfing in my teens growing up down at home like because it, it was quite like male energy and like come on you gotta get this wave and I don't know I was like I just needed to do things in my own time probably so yeah when I moved up here there was definitely way more girls longboarding and then I started longboarding and I was like, I'm having way more fun doing this. And so now I don't own a board shorter than a seven foot basically. But yeah, I, the, it was definitely changing, you know, at that time as well, like all those years ago. And I was just inspired by girls that were just being themselves in the water and were able to be elegant and feminine and also powerful and fierce and like combine all of these things. It's like we don't have to box ourselves into one area and I think before that maybe I thought that women surfers had to do that just because of society telling me that that was what they had to do but you know as I grew grew older and, and moved into more of my femininity and discovered that then I was like oh girls can be sexy and cute and amazing out there and you know you don't have to box yourself into a tomboy aspect you can just be whoever you like doesn't matter who you are you can just be that and be accepted and be you but that's what I was trying to capture I guess yeah you do it really well I, feel like <laughs> you, I think it's like you said also it's like probably the relationship that you've developed with the girls whenever you shoot mm. because you like you said you probably shoot a lot of the same surfers over time and you know it's like having that relationship between you guys that makes for really amazing pictures too yeah absolutely like I think it's so important to have I think that was one of the, the biggest things actually when I was starting is the Roxy crew were like we need a young girl shooting these young girls because you're gonna capture they're gonna be so comfortable and so that was I was comfortable they were comfortable so like the images and the stuff that we got was like so cool like looking back on it just like really really natural moments and that's exactly what you know they're after that's what I'm after that's what we're all after so so you get to travel a lot so you don't just stay in Australia or Bali you go everywhere <laughs> and I wanted to know yeah what's your favorite places that you've been to shoot I well I'm actually off to Margaret River tomorrow because I'm shooting the down there which is amazing but I really like Margaret River it's like one of my favorite places to go in Australia but where else I really like Sri Lanka I love Sri Lanka it's got a really beautiful community feel about it and it's really diverse the different surf spots there you kind of one spot you feel like you're in a desert another spot you feel like you're in the jungle so I've really liked my time that I've had in Sri Lanka I've been there twice where else I've just been on a boat trip to the Mentawis with like a bunch of girls and that was next level <laughs> so fun 
I do love somewhere that it's just like got warm weather, tropical, you know, palm trees, good surf, cheap beers, you know, the, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Would you never like shoot surfing in Iceland or something? It's funny you say that because I've felt a real big pull to do something like that the last few years. I really want to go to some cold places. I guess I just need to probably make that happen. But yeah, I, I do want to change up the landscape that I am shooting in as well so I have felt that pull I don't know about Iceland it might be too cold for me but <laughs> we'll see we can see, we can get some really thick wetsuits and I don't know I still there is so many places that I still want to go I'm actually coming to Europe in the middle of the year um so I'm going to be in England I'm going to go to a couple of cities and then Biritz down to Portugal so yeah We'll see. We'll see where the wind blows. <laughs> yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, I think Portugal yeah. and France will be a bit nicer than England. I mean, in Cornwall, we've got nice waves and nice locations. Yeah. Again, just not on my side. <laughs> anyway, so actually I had a question about the lifestyle because you mentioned it earlier. When I think about self-photography, it's very dreamy. It's traveling to these amazing places with awesome crews of like surfers and like having a super cool time and just bobbing in the water and taking pictures. But is it all dreamy or have you had moments where you're like actually this is a bit harder than I thought oh yeah the reality hits you like a ton of bricks I think that's also what I've been trying to like share on my socials I guess it's just the real side of traveling and it's funny I'm kind of going through it at the moment like the older I get I'm not that old but I've just turned 30 and a lot of my friends at home are settling down getting married having babies and I'm still gallivanting around the world <laughs> and I love doing that but I also want to be there for those moments with my friends and my family so I'm like at this not crossroads but there's a lot more consideration going into I guess what I'm doing and where I'm going and you you have to sacrifice so much when you're traveling and it can be glamorous at times and then it can be super you know not glamorous living out of hotel rooms and it's an experience it's not for everyone as well I've really enjoyed it and I'm still going to continue to travel and do all that I think I'm just kind of at a point where I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like going into my 30s I guess yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about you learning almost under I mean it's on the job does it sound pejorative not not pejoratively but like you learned as you went like you said you didn't really have mentors that were doing it you were just doing it and I feel like self photography is you know, it's quite specific. There's things you need to know about it. And I was wondering what were your favorite processes or tips or things that you love doing in the water? The water aspect, I definitely learned on the go. And, and I had a couple of people around me at the time helping me out. But I don't know, it kind of all just like fell into place. And, you know, you got to learn to read the actual surf. And that's, you know, one, it's 50% knowing how to be in the surf. And 50% settings and camera stuff and buttons and all that kind of stuff. I'm probably the world's least technical photographer. So, you know, throughout my career, I would just bring my camera in my handbag and be like, this is me, I'm going to shoot. So I think I was intimidated by a lot of that stuff early on. And then quite quickly, I just was like, I'm going to do it my way because I don't want to feel like I have to do it someone else's way. So I just decided to be confident and have that self-belief, I guess, in my way of shooting things and it helped me become a better photographer and that self-belief stuff like it's pretty wild but once you start doing something and you know you got it all in us to do stuff and once we start doing it and believing we can then helps so much in you know something like surf photography and just having a little bit of self-belief and there's definitely moments where I'm like I'm so out of my depth here like what am I doing but I can just call on that I guess 
belief in myself and that comes into play and helps me out. <laughs> I love that. And I think at the end of the day, the clients don't really care. They just want amazing pictures. They're not going to question mm. the way you do them. They're just going to respect. I mean, I hope they have respected your process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Like, I don't know. It's definitely some people all that, you know, about it. But I guess that's just how I've done my career and that's how I've wanted to. I'm not fancy or technical person. So it's not me to go and naturally be really into cameras and all that kind of stuff I was like I just want a good camera that works and you know I've got like I'm getting into it now a little bit more and but I just keep everything pretty basic and try and use like natural light I don't bring any other light into the scene because I just seriously remember at uni and and like I would get so intimidated by oh you got to use this light and this and I was just like I don't want to work like that. Like, I just want to have my camera and take photos. And so, but it, everyone's different. Like, there's so many people that love kind of setting up a shot. And that's like half the beauty is like trying to figure all that out. But it isn't really for me. I just got to wrap my head around what I'm shooting in my camera. And it yeah, I'm sense. not a perfectionist. So I'm just like, yeah, that'll do. That'll be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and even in the water, like, you kind of have to surrender to what's happening. Like, you can't control anything in the ocean so if you're getting pulled this way and the surf is going that way you just try and take some photos and you know it doesn't happen overnight but like you'll get there eventually <laughs> just surrender and keep trying and you can only control what's in your control which isn't a whole lot <laughs> and I was wondering how much creative direction you do on shoots as well so I assumed it was probably dependent on the brand and reef but yeah, yeah how much do you get to say I want to shoot there and I want to do this and I want the, the mood to be this way I guess if it's a smaller brand and I'm kind of running the shoot and I've organized a few things, then I get to really like go for gold and take over and, and yeah, like direct. I find a lot of that stuff comes to me kind of spontaneously on the day. Like I like to have everything planned, but not too planned because then the creativity I sometimes, I think sometimes gets lost, but yeah, on the bigger branded stuff, I probably have like a little bit less creative direction it's really interesting like just I've worked in lots of different teams of different sizes and I guess the bigger the team the smaller your role actually becomes so sometimes I'll just be rocking up and shooting and you know the creative director or the producer will be telling me where I'm going and what I'm doing so it's really different and I don't there's no preference I kind of like a bit of everything you know it's I do like having that creative direction but I guess in taking that photo I've always got an element of creative control anyway so I don't know I, I look at it all as different experiences and the big sets are they're intimidating but it's all right I just got my camera stick to what I know <laughs> so you shot Stephanie Gilmore for I mean I think so I think you shot you didn't shoot her for tracks cover but ended up on the tracks cover right yeah because I think you yeah. did it for book oh I can't remember now yeah. Anyway, how was that? And did you did you get some of her wisdom? Yeah, <laughs> she's got a lot of wisdom. Um, that was awesome. I shot her for a book a year prior to when she won her eighth world title. And I've shot her a couple of times now. Well, yeah, quite a few times. She's a great girl. Exactly how, you know, she comes across as 
oh, it's super genuine. And yeah, we just kind of had some silly moments. I was like, stick your tongue out, like do this, do that. I had all these kind of like archive files that didn't really make it to this book. And then when she won her eighth world title, I got an Instagram DM from Tracks like an hour later being like, hey, um, we know you shoot Steph quite a bit. Do you guys, no, sorry, do you have any like photos of her that we can put on the um, the cover? So I was like, yep. <laughs> so I compiled little um folder for it for them and then yeah they chose that one and it was probably a couple of weeks before they actually told me that it was going to be on the cover so yeah that was pretty special I think that was definitely one of the highlights of my career and yeah she's just been a big inspiration to how I've gone about all of this as well so it is really special because she was kind of the one girl that I really wanted to shoot I grew up with her I'm a couple years younger than her and she was just rising in the women's surfing world and you know I went to school I had like the rip curl poster on it and then yeah 10 years later later I get to shoot her for covers of magazines so I'm still pinching myself at that and you know reminding the little Caitlin that she she went and did what she wanted to do <laughs> it's so funny how we sometimes come full circle from what we liked as a child what we dreamed it's, of it's crazy like I think I've always said this you know when people are like I don't know what to do I'm like what did you like to do as a kid or like a teenager or what was like covering your, your walls or what were you in what were you consumed by I was consumed by the world that I now live in now <laughs> and I didn't realize it at the time but this is exactly where I was meant to go so I think you know sometimes if people are a little bit lost or whatever I definitely encourage them to look back at that and maybe there's something in there that they can follow down a path because if you're naturally interested in things and drawn to things as a kid that's your like innate being being like drawn to something without you know anyone telling you you should do that kind of thing so everyone needs to look at what they liked as a kid <laughs> yeah I love that and I've just been thinking about being I mean, like okay am I doing what I like I think it's tricky as well because yeah. I was thinking about or parents not interference because it sounds negative was I put on the wrong track just because they showed me stuff <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm really, I think I'm doing yeah. exactly what I'm meant to be doing. But also I was just thinking, you know, it might still change though, because you feel good now, but we need to remain open to being like, actually, you know, like I always tell people, maybe, maybe I'll be a photographer one day, because I've always loved photography as well. And I feel like we should enjoy it, but also stay open to whatever journey could become, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm at this point at the moment where I have ticked a lot of boxes in my work career that I've wanted to. And so I'm like, kind of looking to the future being like okay what's next I still love taking photos and you know I do still love the surf industry it's more maybe there's just more depth or something like shooting other things or I don't know like I'm open to it but I have hit this point so I'm kind of just interested and open to see what happens next like I think in my 20s I was very ambitious and I think that helped me get to where I am because I was like I know exactly where I want to go to you know I, I had that determination and now I'm like I don't actually know where I want to go to next so I'm just kind of flowing and like enjoying this space where I actually have no idea where it's going to lead me to <laughs> and that's okay as well yeah and actually I wanted to ask you what's something you've never shot but really want to that's a good question I've never shot food because I <laughs> I was traumatized by that in university doing studio for six hours a day trying to shoot some cheese so I backed off from that but I don't know I think I really love shooting like people and personalities and documenting things so I don't know if that will lead me anywhere but that's actually a really good question that I don't really have an answer to <laughs> but 
yeah, I think like I'm open to kind of just evolving what I what I want to shoot, you know, but I just haven't, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> There's something that I thought was really interesting in your journey is that I think it was a few years ago, you created two other businesses. So you had the clique and you had mm-hmm. a swimwear brand. Was it last year or the year before? I'm not sure. You decided to stop because it was too much the question of quitting which is not really quitting but just letting go of things that might not serve us anymore is really interesting and some people struggle with it and I loved how open you were about this yeah it was it was a difficult time um I started the click well first of all my my first little brand z swim that was back when I was about 23 24 um and that was purely just like a passion project and I just love the idea of like putting my photos on bikinis and stuff like that so that was really fun and I guess that just that was probably a couple of years and then it naturally just faded off and I, I think it was when I moved up here and I was like I don't have the capacity to do this anymore so that was fine like letting that go that wasn't a huge deal for me and then I started the click in 2000 and 19 and it started off with a couple of surf photography workshops for women just up here in person and then I was like got really transfixed on the world of online learning and courses and my brain was exploding I was like learning how to do it all and marketing and funnels and like crazy stuff and I was like I want to do like build a course for people to learn the way that I've done things and share my knowledge that was my biggest thing I felt like I wanted to just become I wanted to become more than just a photographer I wanted to do other things and expand different ways and so I built an online course um, and then I was like oh let's go one step further and build like an online social media platform which is what I did during COVID (laughs) so I learned to pretty much code things my little inner tech nerd came out but it was cool like it gave me something to do and work towards and I wanted to build like a community of like-minded photographers and I did I launched that in 2020 end of 2020 so I had that for like a year and a half the online course and platform and I think it was consuming a lot of my time and like I probably wasn't in the best place as well and it was just like consuming a lot of myself I guess and I wanted to give more and more and I like every time that I would kind of sit down and be like, oh, I want to plan a treat or a workshop, it would be the, put to the end of my to-do list, you know, naturally just went there. So I was like, well, hang on. I kind of was denying this reality for a little bit. And then I was like, why is it getting put down to the end of my to-do list? Like you obviously aren't that passionate about it anymore. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to let down all these girls. And I had to go through this whole like whole thing basically. And and then I kind of came to a conclusion that I just wanted to stop and simplify everything. I think when I was traveling, I'd shoot and that'd be all fine. And then on my days off while everyone else is going to have fun, I'm like working on blog posts and all this stuff. And I was like, I think COVID gave me a lot of perspective about just what success means well, my idea of success completely did a 180 and being happy and simplifying things. And so I was like, okay, I think I need to just let this go. Not completely, like in the future, there'll be workshops here and there and little things, but just bring it back a little bit and put it all under my name. So yeah, I kind of came to that decision and then I was like, oh God, I have to share this now. (laughs) Be vulnerable. But yeah, it was, it's been a really cool learning experience. And then, yeah, I guess as soon as I did let that go, a lot more work and photography stuff came my way kind of I was like okay I trust the universe (laughs) it's got my best interest at heart yeah so it's been good and I'm now like 
really just happy with shooting and cruising on my days off, which is I would never in a million years thought that I would say those words because I was so, so driven and ambitious in my 20s. But I think I'm just at this point where I'm simplifying wanting to be happier. And, you know, success to me doesn't mean earning heaps of money or having all these different things or building an app or all that kind of stuff. It did to me in my 20s, but now I'm happy just being And just doing the simple things. So, yeah, it's kind of like a 180, I guess. And you think it was just COVID? It was the fact that you had loads of time not doing the work that made you change? Yeah. Well, I got to value sitting still, which I'd never valued ever. I thought sitting still and doing nothing was bludges. And, like, I never valued that at all. And I had everyone around me going, come on, you got to have some balance in your life. I was like, no, 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 work, 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 work. I got to keep going, you know? And then I think COVID literally made me go, oh, okay. <laughs> what what else is in my life other than working? What else is, who am I without, you know, being the photographer and all that kind of stuff? So I had to kind of rebuild my identity almost. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I do love, I love like working on myself and doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I happily drove in, but I guess it was COVID and everything kind of stopping still that made me realize that getting up and going surfing for the day is okay. And it's not going to do anything to your success because success is about happiness not gaining things you know so I guess it's been a very good thing to learn and I'm glad I've learned it because I don't know how much longer I could have kept going on that track yeah I can really relate to that and I think it's just the society we live in as well that pushes us to you know with do more and be more and because I'm the same it's like I have to really work on myself not to do anything I'm really really bad at it it's like if I'm not doing something productive I get upset I'm like what am I even doing you know and like you said but I think I've been talking to so many women it's mostly women that feel this way as well I mean I'm sure men do but I talk to women more and a lot of us feel this way or have felt this way where it's like we gotta be doing we gotta you know be working and be mothers and be this and that and yeah the time for us to just be happy and not try to get more of anything (laughs) is very rare so I'm happy that you found it I know I know I have for now we'll see what happens because I'm you know my work life at the moment is a lot less stressful so it's opening up more I guess I can think about more ideas and I can already, you know, there's little business ideas popping in my head here and there. And I have no doubt that I will do other things along the way as well. But it's actually nice to just sit in this place at the moment and just be like, okay, like I'm literally going to shoot, get paid, work on a few passion projects and just see what happens for the next few years and then reassess. Because <laughs> it's been big, like COVID thing. It's been huge for everyone. And I think it was big for me, I guess. I never stopped in my life. I didn't travel overseas for three years, which was ridiculous. Like I've never, never gone through that in my life. And yeah, made me realise a lot of things. So I'm curious to hear what you do now on a day off. Do you just go surfing? Mm, yeah. Well, today I kind of, I was packing. I went to the sauna. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I didn't go for a surf or for a walk, but yeah, I guess just like slow, uh, slowing down and I'm going to go on a big four month trip this year in June. I'm going to go to Canada and then Europe and then probably the States afterwards. And yeah, I'll be away four months and I'm excited to kind of like test out my new, <laughs> my new way of being and basically just enjoying myself. And I'm going to try and pick up some work here and there and shoot some things, but just 
enjoy and be present because I can't be present in a foreign city when I'm on my laptop trying to write something about something else and I don't want to spend that time doing that so I'm excited that sounds really exciting I don't know what you're doing Canada Europe and then US I feel like it's a lot of back and forth (laughs) but I'm going to Canada with my family uh and then Europe I'm going to go meet up meet up with my brother and my best friend and then I'm going to go back to the US and shoot the WSL finals um, and a few of the longboarding events. So it's all just kind of come about and I was like, well, I may as well just stay over there and not come home. So my I was originally going to do a little two-month trip. Now it's turned into a four-month trip. So <laughs> a little bit to organise, but, yeah, I'm excited to kind of explore and see the world again and get that travel bug and live out of a bag. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something about, I guess, the surfing industry and the photography industry, but we have to be more niche, so more like the surf photography industry. Is there anything about the industry that you wish was different? Um, yeah, <laughs> there is. So much. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to think about that for a second. When I first started photography, I found it very intimidating. I know I've said that a lot, but I did because there wasn't like young females around me that were doing it. I don't know. Maybe I was looking in the wrong place, but I felt intimidated. That was, that's the number one word going to my head. And even in the surf industry as well, like there's heaps of old salt dogs standing on the beach for eight hours a day, staring at me, running around going, what the hell is she doing? You know, you know, I got my little bucket hat on, my little colourful clothes. And those guys owned the surf photography industry for years. That was their territory. And now there's all these women, which is epic, coming into play. But I don't know if they're stoked on it or not. But it's different. Yeah. I wish that everyone was probably a bit more like accepting or share. You know, I really enjoy sharing knowledge. And I think when you share share you can only make things better and another word for this year for me is abundance because I'm like there's room for everyone no matter who you are or what you're doing so yeah potentially in the photography industry there is a bit of scarcity mindset and it's like there's no room for anyone else I have to keep all my knowledge in in my head and do it my way but um yeah I do believe in sharing knowledge and helping others and because that's that brings me a lot of joy as well doing that you know sharing what I have to share it's not much but (laughs) Where I've got to, if that can help a couple of other young girls or whatever, then, you know, that's way more fulfilling to me than taking photos, really. So are you saying that I can move to Byron Bay and be your Padawan and just (laughs) follow you around and you will teach me your ways? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Come on over. I would love that. You know, again, in 20 years, whenever raised, you know, my kids and we'll just catch up in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll still be (laughs) travelling around going, woo. You'll have like little babies. I have no idea where I'll be, but yeah, Yeah, we'll see. Easy to think about that. (laughs) Okay. And one of my last questions was about some of your goals and dreams for the upcoming years, but you have said that you're kind of letting the universe tell you that, but you might still have a few ideas. Yeah, I... I don't actually know. It's definitely something that I'm crosses my mind every day. It's, you know, one of those things that probably keeps me up at night. <laughs> um, I guess just what the future holds. But yeah, I think I'm in a surrendering stage at the moment. I'm surrendering to a lot of things. And sometimes I think I'm just, I'm going one year at a time. You know, this year I'm going to be traveling and then I'll do that and we'll see what happens. And 
I have no idea that if I start planning something, it'll probably get moved to the side. So yeah, so full surrender mode at the moment, actually, which is cool because I've never really been in full surrender mode. So we'll see how that works out for this year. But doing things that make me happy and yeah, maybe finding a little passion project to shoot here and there because um, I haven't shot a lot for myself lately. You get to that point where you're like, I need to put the camera down, like I need a break. So it'd be cool to, you know, probably find something that I'm passionate about and stuff um, to shoot. And, you know, maybe that is women surfing but just in a different way or like it might be something completely different on the horizon I think I'll always still have that women natural kind of thing at the core of my work but I reckon French surfers eating cheese in Biarritz yes that's what you're gonna shoot (laughs) I love it all right anyone in Biarritz I'm coming there in July so (laughs) I love it oh this was amazing I'm so excited I got to talk to you and hear some of your wisdom I hope you have a good four month trip all around Europe and North America yeah thank you thank I love you. like all the conversation like it made me think of all this stuff that I haven't thought about in ages so yeah it's good it's yeah. so nice to chat about reflect on things and awesome well have a good yeah. evening chat soon you too. bye, bye. bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you want to know more about Mimi, then head out to mimiforcreatives.com and make sure to check the show notes for more details about our guest. I'll see you soon.